Do you have a Metal Yeti by Caribou Lodge? If not, you should check it out on yoyoexpert.com, but if you do, you should check under the pads on it. Um, five Metal Yetis have a special engraving under the pad response, and if your Yeti has this, you get to win a free Golden Akita mark signature. Um, go on Caribou Lodge's social media for more details on this. It is an awesome giveaway, and none have been claimed yet. Duncan unveiled three new models for Yo-Yo Day last week, one of which was the Metal Drifter XL, a larger oversized version of the classic Metal Drifter. The second is the 7068 Windrunner, which is a more premium version of the original Windrunner, made out of 7068 aluminum. And finally, they've got the all-new Exit 8, which is a bimetal version of the original Exit 8 signature Yo-Yo 4 Takeshi Kamisato. Check out their social media for more details on these. These all look sweet, and I'm sure they play great. It's pre-order season. G Squared will have their pre-orders open for the Taishi this Friday. This is a titanium version of the Banshee, one of their most popular models. Go to at G Squared Yoyos on Instagram for more details. SF is turning three years old soon. To celebrate, they're making an SS edition of the statement. Go to sfyoyos.com for information about the pre-order. Do you ever see a yo-yo come out and think to yourself, man, I wish I got this before anyone else did? Well, our favorite subscription service, The Monthly Throw, sometimes has yo-yos that haven't been released to the public yet. Go to monthlythrow.com for more details about their services. You already know that our favorite retail store is yoyoexpert.com. Did you know that Scales Open Registration is even on there? Well, did you even know that YoYoExpert has a forums as well? Well, turns out we'll be doing an AMA on there this weekend, so follow YoYoExpert on social media and sign up for the forums to get ready. Unparalleled is gearing up to release the Antidote, a plastic variant of the Corruption, the brand's flagship monometal yo-yo. This yo-yo looks great, it plays great, and it'll be coming up this summer. I'm excited to show you all more about it, but in the meantime, follow Unparalleled on social media for details. Did you hear that? Unspoken has some murmurs available on yoyoexpert.com as well as their website. This throw is super fun and casual, and I really think you'll like it. Go check it out. My favorite release from Yo-Yo Factory so far this year is The Bind, which is Nate's new signature. This yo-yo is straight up powerful. Um, if you're a fan of the ND but are looking for something a little bit more stable and hard-hitting, The Bind is definitely the yo-yo for you. Check it out on yoyoexpert.com. Yo-Yo Recreation just released a variant of the Supercell called the Supercell Super Light. This is a polycarbonate version of the Supercell. They're famous for yo-yo, used by Takumi Yasumoto, the 2017 Japan National Champion. Um, this super light version is made out of a less dense material of plastic, and its weight is 65 grams. So this yo-yo has a super unique playing experience, and you could check it out on Yo-Yo Recreation Store. Skills. 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 Hello everyone, we are back with the Scales Podcast, and today's topic is ways to add a value to the yo-yo community. 
Um, as you may know, you can participate in the yoga community online through a ton of ways. There's multiple different social networks now where you can communicate with other yo-yo players. And also locally, you may have a yo-yo club that's close to you or just contests around your vicinity. So we'll start out by talking about some ways to help out online. Um, one way to make the online yo-yo community a better place is to just contribute content. This can be making up trick tutorials for your own tricks. Um, it could also be giving advice to players for a number of different things or a ton of other different ways to contribute, but really just making any content that's for the better good of yo-yoing and posting online will probably make yo-yoing a better place. Yeah, I think that uh, especially making tutorials for your own yo-yo tricks is important. Um, a lot of, you know, as you're pushing yourself in yo-yoing, you make these tricks that are really interesting. And people, like, it, it's very hard to learn tricks unless someone kind of shows it to you very clearly because a, a lot of tricks have kind of like secrets to the way they work and so uh making tutorials for your own tricks it, it really kind of helps other people learn their tricks and then push things forward etc yeah and it's cool because if you're sort of newer in yo-yoing as well and you know in the past it would be harder to uh like show your constant progression as a yo-yo player. But now with like Instagram and, you know, constantly being able to share your tricks, um, someone who just started yo-yoing can really document their progress. And uh, that may encourage other people in the future too. So like, for example, some yo-yo players are just getting a lot better, a lot faster than previously. And I think a lot of that is just due to people documenting their progress really well. So if you do that, you'll definitely add a lot of value to the yo-yo community in the long run. Just being able to see other people progress is sometimes helpful for your own progression, following up with other people's progress. I've been seeing quite a few people do this sort of trick a week challenge where they post a new trick they've been working on once a week or so. And I think that sort of documentation is great. Um, it really leaves a footprint on like how you improved as a yo-yo player. And as one of you was saying earlier, um, yo-yo players are getting faster at like a super quick rate compared to earlier in time. So I think this sort of whole documentation thing is a big part of that. I really like the uh, trick a week kind of challenge almost because it, it for those people who are participating, it holds them accountable. And then there's also this concept of like the number X out of 52 of the year that you're doing a new trick. And so you kind of have to keep it up, you know? It's kind of like putting a, a schedule to your progress which is always positive, I think. Mm -hmm. So the next way to contribute to the online yo-yo community is by giving newer players advice. Um, you may see a lot of new players asking about a specific yo-yo or ways to land a certain trick. And when they ask these questions, if you could give them good feedback, it would probably make their day. And um, I think if we've all been in that position where we were beginners and had a lot of questions, and I think whenever someone answered it, it would really help out and... I think that sort of feedback system needs to be a lot more prevalent in yo-yoing. What do you guys think? Yeah, so when I started, and uh, it's very similar to the way a lot of people start, as they start by finding this out online, um, it's pretty non-transparent as to where to start. Like you go to, say, yo-yo expert, and you just see all of these yo-yos, and you, know, you don't know which ones are good and which ones are bad, and there are buying guides, but... You know, you also like kind of like like the way that this one looks. And so having people to like recommend 
to you, oh, definitely get this one to start. Or, oh, if you want to work on these kinds of tricks, get this yo-yo. It really does help, uh, especially when you're first starting and like investing that kind of money into yo-yoing because the yo-yos are pretty expensive, you know, and you want to choose the right thing to start. Being somebody who's been yo-yoing for a long time and has a lot of, well, a lot of knowledge about yo-yos and about tricks and about all of that, I think it's kind of your job to help other people through their yo-yo journey, if you will. Having somebody to show you which, like, a path to go on is definitely helpful. Yeah, and, like, honestly, just, like, tips and tricks of the trade that people might not know if they just started yo-yoing are, like, pretty cool to know as well. Like, I can definitely think of maybe a new yo-yoer who's on yo-yo expert and is trying to figure out, like, what yo-yo string to get. And, you know, if they're like, oh, what's the best yo-yo string? Like, someone might say, oh, I think, like, kitty string fat is the best yo-yo string. But if they hadn't gotten that feedback from someone who had been yo-yoing for a while, they may have just gotten, like, just, like, random yo-yo string or, like, cotton string for, and, like, thinking it would be really good. But now they have, like, 100 strings that are just, like, not the best. So Yeah, I think the most common thing with newer players is they don't realize that you have to buy a lot of string like string is the thing that you go through the most and usually when i see these players who kind of yo-yo for a bit and then fall off and it doesn't really attach with them their string is always like they buy three strings and then they're all like kind of gross (laughs) and they're playing with them it's like of course it won't be enjoyable because the string is so old and bad (laughs) i i definitely i definitely see that a lot yeah I, i think another thing to note is that there's such a like a range of yo-yo goods to buy like it's as as patrick was saying it's really hard to like look at a string section and you have like four pages of options and you're like i don't know which string to buy like how are you supposed to know it's even there are even more yo-yos than strings obviously yeah it's it's like in your head you're thinking to yourself like oh yeah like you read about kitty string thin and you're you say to yourself man i like really want to use thin string but like maybe for 1A, like thin string isn't actually the best. And you just like wouldn't know that if you didn't talk to somebody else. Or you'd have to buy like all the different types of string to figure out what you like. <laughs> I also I also see pretty often that yoyers, like new people will watch a yo-yo video on YouTube. And then they think like, oh, this person used that yo-yo. So like that one's pretty good. So I'll just buy it. But the video might have been like 10 years old or something like that. Um, and so... Yeah, it, just having someone to tell you, like, oh, like, you can do what you want, but, you know, this if you if this is what you're looking for, like, you know, choosing this yo-yo or this string or, you know, these pads, you know, would greatly kind of ease that transition, that, like, tipping point of if they're really getting into the hobby or if they buy a yo-yo, try it a bit, and then, like, fall off. Definitely. Beyond all of that, it's also just important to be a nice person online and not to be toxic. Um, the, the sort of footprint that the internet gives people now will pretty much mean that if you act a certain way online, then people will pretty much remember it forever. So I think being a polite person in yoing goes a long way. Beyond the whole online section, moving on to local ways to kind of improve yoing, um, one way is to be a very active member in your local community. Um, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but Quite a few people do have a local yo-yo club that they can attend. And I think it's either great to be in a position where you're starting out and you have a great mentor at your club to help you out with tricks, 
or if you can be that mentor to help out newer players. So do you guys have any experiences like this? Um, yeah, so I live in New York City, and the New York City Yo-Yo Club is very strong. I've been going to it for almost over 10 years at this point. And I think that one of the biggest proponents of it is that their members are very consistent. And so when you have clubs that are like maybe two or three people and they meet every week and, you know, you go and it's not that impressive, it, it's very different than having a club where it's five or six people, but they're very consistent. They show up every week. You know, you can go knowing that, you know, there's going to be some yoga to get done. You know what I mean? Um, and so that kind of consistency matters a lot. And when you're going to the club consistently, it adds that kind of consistency. It adds that value to other people to know that, oh, I should reserve time every week to, you know, spend time and hang out with the others at this club because I know that, you know, it'll be a good time. Yeah, definitely. And there definitely just comes a time when you realize that you can only learn so much from the online yo-yo community and that, like, as you were saying earlier, some tricks you just may not even know how to do unless somebody shows you how to do the trick in person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think for me personally, I, I started, like, literally started at a, a yo-yo, a real-life yo-yo club, A to Z, and... I think having somebody, I mean, things I totally took for granted, being able to go and buy my first yo-yo and have an actual yo-yoer tell me, oh, this is good for this reason and this is good for that reason, definitely was helpful. But also learning tricks and kind of having people to show me which tricks to learn and like, oh, this one's not too hard. This is good to learn after that. I think a lot of stuff that I kind of took for granted but online you might not necessarily get. Yeah, and I've also met some of my best friends from going to these yo-yo clubs. Um, you know, obviously these people are in your area, and so if you're just hanging out with them all the time, you know, you just start to hang out in general. And, you know, it, like some of my best friends have really, like, flourished from attending, you know, just what I first considered, like, oh, just like these little yo-yo clubs, local clubs, nothing crazy, but... Um, yeah, no, it's, it's always a great time. I also think, like, sometimes at, at the start of going to club, it's like, oh, these are just, like, some people you see sometimes. And then, like, now, for me, I still go I still go to club, and I teach at club. And a lot of those people that I met, like, six years ago, I'm still friends with to this day, which is kind of a special thing that I, I don't think you get in a lot of other circles of life, like... For example, oh, you sw you you go to school with somebody for a few years and then you kind of don't really see them after. Yeah, there's people from school I don't see anymore that have like now that I've graduated, but you know, people from yoyoing, it's kind of like for life in a way. You know, these people are active. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I feel like I've been on sort of both sides of the yo-yo club spectrum. I started out in a position similar to Remy, where I was lucky enough to be able to just go to a yo-yo store and like buy a yo-yo and like be told why this yo-yo is good and so on. And through that, I also learned how to yo-yo from some pretty amazing players like Hank Freeman, Steve Brown, um, Darnell Harrison. But like, I feel like the yo-yo community is so small. Yo-yo players always forget that like they can just go to their yo-yo club and there's a chance where there's just like an amazing yo-yo player there that's ready to teach you tricks if you want. And everyone's friendly with each other in yo-yoing as well. So it, it, you shouldn't feel nervous about those sort of interactions. 
definitely. I think, especially meeting yo-yoers in real life, there's, like, this extreme sense of, like, open arms. Everybody's always super down to teach you tricks and help you out. Also, like, I remember being a kid and my yo-yo wasn't working for whatever reason and I didn't know how to fix it. And I'd go to a club and I'd ask, like, you know, one of the people there, Eric uh, Koloski or Tyler McCallmore or somebody like that, I'd be like, oh, no, why isn't my yo-yo working? And I actually had somebody to help me and kind of tell me why and, like, spread their knowledge of yo-yoing with me. Yeah, and just thinking about this, there's, like, such a large group of people who pick up a yo-yo for the first time and try it out, and then, like, their bearing breaks or their string is old or something goes wrong or, like, they don't know what to learn and they just kind of fall off. And so when you help people and you go to a club and you're kind of active in this way, it really retains uh, yo-yoers and like helps them develop. The random other thing that you can get from going to yo-yo club is that you get to watch yo-yoing live. And for me, at least, I just think watching yo-yoing live is like really crazy. <laughs> I-, I agree. I think there's something like you kind of get only the 2D sense yeah. online, if that makes sense. You kind of get the full 3D experience watching yo-yoers in real life. Yeah. And I think speaking of that sort of camaraderie that exists in the yo-yo community, it's also a good way to add value is to maybe help out people that live close to you. Um, for example, if you could maybe give people rides to Yo-Yo Club or let's say your local state contest, sort of being a helping hand for other players can really go a long way sometimes in sharing those valuable experiences. Yeah, I'm always so surprised about how welcoming Yo-Yoers are. When I first, when I went to my first contest that was outside of New York, I stayed at someone's, I stayed at Sam Scott's house. Sam Scott had never met me before, like ever. And it was another yo-yo that was like, oh, one of my like online yo-yo friends wants to come. And he was like, oh yeah, just like, you know, crash on the couch or crash on the floor or whatever. But like that experience of just showing up and like seeing all these yo-yoers as being able to stay at a place, like I wouldn't have been able to go to the contest at all if it hadn't been for people who were hospitable and let me, you know, crash and you know, help me give me a ride and stuff like that. So I kind of owe all of my yo-yoing to people who are contributing in that sense. Absolutely. I think there's a, a sense of like paying it forward. Like uh, people have helped you throughout your journey and now it's kind of your, your chance to help other people. And I think both sides of that are pretty rewarding, honestly. Definitely. And I think the last part in this whole helping you know, become a better place in person is that when you go to contests, if you have time, look for ways you can help out the organizer. For example, um, ask if you can help set up the contest, help clean things up at the end. Or if you're into judging, even see if you can shadow judge. Um, usually those opportunities are right in front of you, but people don't realize them. And overall, making that experience for the organizer easier really does go a long way as well. For sure. Yeah, and it's, it's also a good first step to if you're maybe interested in running a contest locally, sort of getting a behind the scenes look at how the organizer is uh, doing things on the day of the contest. Because, I mean, those are the things that, you know, as maybe a first time contest organizer, you would just never think of until uh, until you have to do it. Um, but if you're helping out at your contest that you go to uh, as much as you can, you'll, you'll definitely have a better idea of that. And um, obviously, if you can run even a small contest locally, um, it can be super fun for everyone. Like I was just thinking about a contest that I went to like a really long time ago that was just put on by like two people in like a park and they just brought like a really big speaker and said, hey, we're going to do a yo-yo contest this day. 
and show up and do a two minute freestyle and we might judge it we might not so <laughs> it was like super fun like it was just a really casual laid back like really fun contest um yeah, yeah like they would do these like every week which that's so awesome. super cool so yeah i think like when people run these state and sometimes even regional contests it's you know the yoga community is pretty small and it does take like quite a few people to run these contests you need uh judges you need people who work in the registration desk and sometimes the 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 like breaking point of if you can run a contest or not run a contest is like the difference of if three people are willing to volunteer to help you with that contest and so volunteering just goes such a long way and mm. you know you could be able to you like a lot of people would not be able to run their contest had it not been for you know two or three just two or three people to help out seriously yeah Oh no! It's really easy to make you in a better place. Um, these actions will make you feel better as a person, and whoever you're helping will definitely feel great out of this experience. Yeah, and at the same time, don't be a not nice person because it makes the experience for everyone else way worse, um, which is something that we don't need to touch on right now. But it's very important. I think being nice at contests and being nice in general with the yo-yo community is kind of a two-way street because you're nice to other people and they'll be nice to you and we'll make a more positive experience for everyone, yeah. including yourself. It's really everyone important. who's great. Didn't get there. From yeah. Just being good at your only. So that's true. For sure. Yeah. This is such a wholesome podcast. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. Um, thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. We hope you'd enjoyed it. Thank you to all of our sponsors as well. We will see you on the next podcast episode. Peace. Yeah.